0: super psyched to be plugging in with the great george lynch today and it's brought to you by guitar player magazine and guitarplayer.com guitar player play better sound better episode 169 here you go no guitar is safe i'm jude gold
1: no guitar is safe
0: And there is so much cool about parking this helicopter in front of a great guitar player's studio or their guitar cave or their guitar lair. You never know what's going to happen. Sometimes they even play you brand new tracks that were recorded the day before. And that is George Lynch, Mr. Mojo, Mr. Danger, and yes, I think they call him Mr. Scary. He always has that element of surprise in his playing that I love. A true improviser, got that old school mojo, an incredible vibrato, widely imitated and I would say underrated. God, just I always love hearing him go off because you never know quite what he's gonna do. I love watching him on stage. First time I saw him, I could barely see him because it was a the it was <laughs> the monsters of rock show at Candlestick Park where the Niners used to play. Probably 70,000 people, Kingdom Come opened, then it was uh, Metallica, and then it was Dokken, if I'm remembering this correctly, with George, and I was quite far back. And then, of course, Scorpion's Van Halen came out, but I also love seeing George in smaller places, like I'm about to see. Right after this, I'm going to see him at the Whiskey Across Town, the famous Whiskey A Go Go. Where he's probably doing like basically an album release for Lynch Mob's new album. It's called Babylon.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, this just came out a few days ago. This is Erase, the first track. And as always. Just always a great solo on a George Lynch team. So I'm going to try to get into George's psychology here and his playing and try to understand what motivates him. Why Why does he have 50 guitar albums and he still has three that are like coming out right now? You can't keep up with him. He's so driven. I mean, I think he's a morning person too, I gotta say. We're doing this before an all day session yesterday. He was nice enough to fit me in. So I get there around 10 a.m. He's just coming back from the gym. He's already been super active. And I uh, love that about George. Very inspiring cat looks like an action hero and he also has a spiritual side I recommend you check out his movie Shadow Nation which really dives into what does it mean to be Native American indigenous Indian in in the United States in the 20 what century is this the 21st century he really wants to make a difference and uh, enlighten people as to the plight that other people are facing in, our, in the same states in which we live, he's got that side, and he goes out to New Mexico a lot too, which I personally relate to because I used to live there for a spell as a kid. And I'll never forget the coyotes, the sagebrush, the mountains, the stars at night, the first snow. It was amazing. So George is a big city guitar player, rock star, but he also likes to get out there with his four by four and be. Under the Sky. So much I relate to him and I've also had the pleasure of jamming with him on stage and also sharing the bill with him a couple of times and so it's nice to have a little connection with the guy that we're about to hang out with. George Lynch who's gonna grab a beat-up 1960 Stratocaster that looks like it's been through the war. Just one of many awesome guitars in his room that we're about to hang out in plug it into what he calls his rhythm guitar amp which is a soldano head there's a cabinet in the other room mic'd up and it's kind of going through the the studio monitors at low volume i just brought my acoustic guitar and we're hanging and thanks to his engineer colt who comes in halfway through and, and colt helped us out a lot what else i don't know what to tell you just keep it alive till you're 95 and also by the way we'll probably do another hang with george next year i think i got him committed for that Cause, you know we could me and him really could hang out all day and do this so I'll get him as soon as he gets back from all his business and touring and a little bit of New Mexico by the way this is all about guitar and the guitar mojo and George's approaches and what drives him and it goes pretty deep in that realm of course he has done other interviews I'm sure many times where you know he talks about the 80s and the late 70s and everything when he got his start and all those stories and driving a liquor truck for nine dollars an hour and the magic yet ultimately tragic Ozzy Osbourne audition etc coming up with Dockin, I recommend if you really do want to hear all those stories after you listen to this episode you can get all the 411 on that on episode 411 of my friend Dean Del Rey's podcast called Let There Be Talk. I'm sure some of you listen to that. It's a great show. And I think the George Lynch episode was 411 from 2018. Go back and check that out after you check this out. All right, man, I got to get out of here. I got to go to the whiskey. Thanks for listening to No Guitar Is Safe, the guitar show where guitar heroes plug in. And you know what to do. Keep it alive till you're 95. And also... Check out Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com, the number one sponsor of this show since its inception in 2015. Thank you, Guitar Player. All right, let's rev up the whirly bird. Ooh. much blues in your playing but you don't always talk about your blues influences but to me like many great rock players you're a
2: blues player at heart yeah but i feel i feel sorry for for younger players that possibly haven't been exposed to that blues thing you know like in a deep way you know from a sort of organic way like actually raised on that I think it's different than being exposed to it you know like when you when you hear the real deal it's just uh you know it 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 speaks to your soul and your heart and it's just it it speaks to the you know the angst of the human condition versus just playing the one five seven progression you know or whatever. Is it one five seven or one four seven? You know. it's, in it's in there. you work at Guitar <laughs> Center, dude? Don't tell me you don't. Guitar know. Center. I mean, uh, no, Guitar University. What's that place you work?
0: Well, I, well, up for about four years, up until about two thousand twelve. Okay. The, no, no, no. You were. Like I was the, like the uh, guitar chair at yeah. MI for about oh. almost four years until I joined. Jefferson so you Stars know how to play. Two thousand
2: twelve. Story to heaven. I don't know how to play Star Wars Heaven. I was hoping you could show me. It was the only reason I came here. Listen, here's another thing I was... feeding be- be- actually? off that. Here's another thing I, I kind of want to do uh, uh, is... Uh, I kind of want to do it. I don't know if I'll ever do it. But i have an intentionally bad solo. You couldn't do an intentionally bad no, solo. No, I'm really you. good at- actually, it's an Actually, it's something <laughs> they should teach at G.I. at uh, uh, M. I? Am I? Yeah. Well. And then you throw some tapping in.
0: You want to play an intentionally bad solo, George? I'll tell you what you do. And Carl Verheyen got paid probably $500 an hour to do this. Pick up the guitar, turn it around, and put your hands backwards. I, I
2: can do it right-handed, but... Let's oh, see. yeah, but let me see
0: if like, I can. This, I, can't, I can't play
2: anything left-handed. This is how you get that no, sound. No, no, this this is not solo. even... Solo. Okay,
0: I'm going to give you an A, A chord.
2: Well, I don't know where A is. <laughs> sounds pretty good <laughs> yeah it's really good now that's what I'm saying. i say i want to do i want to wow. do that on a record so i do all these records right and then i'm like I'm one okay i was talking to my wife the other day she was like how many records have you done and i'm like i don't know 50 or something right well however many we don't know right and then yeah. multiplied by however many songs that is so hundreds and hundreds of songs right full of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guitar solos full of thousands and thousands tens of thousands of notes so i mean like, would it be so bad if I just did one bad one on purpose?
0: You get, you do
2: you. That's a rhetorical question. <laughs> George, but listen, you. but listen, I mean, just for an example. So, like, play something, you know, seriously. Like, so it's just some kind of rock thing or yeah. something. And just <laughs> tell me... What-
0: Just as long as you put it out on April first or something. Okay, you know what? You know, really, you, you, you've got that. You got it dialed in. It's there.
2: a it's a thing. Like you have to. It, there's an art to that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. And people don't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think if a guitar player heard me do that, I would go up on the standings And the polls. You know what I'm saying? Like the world's greatest guitar players. You know, there's like because they just came out with the Rolling oh. Stone poll. So, there's yeah. 250 guitar players. I'm not in it. But, and George Benson's not in there either, so don't feel bad. Well, he's not very good, though. That's a reason for that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right? He, he can't play bad guitar solos like I can.
0: Oh well, you got it pretty good. You know, it's funny. I oh, thank with, you, thank you. With Donny Baldwin, the drummer, and it's really he tries to sometimes play like a drummer who can't play. And... Oh, I should get together with him. The two of you together, it's it's really hard. Oh my
2: God, we'd have the worst band in the world, which would be something. He'd be achieving something. I mean, would you rather be? like not on the top 250 guitar player poll and sell like just mediocre record sales bad record sales and go on tour and play clubs and struggle or would you rather be the number one worst band in the world at
0: least you're that's number a, one
2: at something you know what i'm saying that's a tough call man i don't, I don't know, know dude. again rhetorical questions there's
0: not even an answer I mean, to that question Dahmer's the number one cannibal right but i don't <laughs> want to be him <laughs>
2: <laughs> is, there, is there is there like the Cannibal Olympics or something where you can determine that?
0: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. No, he have, was good. He was good. But um, shit, man. The I reason keep that keep I made you plug in today. Thanks for plugging in this Soldano. You say it's your uh, rhythm guitar amp, but it sounds killer. Got the Strat because I just I love the mojo that you have on on the guitar, like. I'll never forget at the Canyon Club you sat in. I've told people this story before, but
2: oh yeah, you guys invited me down to the Starship show. Yeah, we didn't I know if you were going to
0: come or not. You, then all of a sudden, halfway through the show, there you are on the side of the stage. So we had a, some kind of thing set up for you, but
2: with that amp, I think I think I had. Did I have, have amp? anything? Oh, I just plugged into what you had. Was,
0: they had some kind of Line Six thing happening there. And oh, no I like line, the Line Six. And there, yeah. so you started taking a solo or whatever, and then you were like telling me over the band like you know it just wasn't floating your boat and i said why don't you play my guitar so you picked up i think i had a strat in my hand and you played my exact guitar same settings i've been playing same pedals didn't change a knob anywhere Mm -hmm. and i was so impressed by all the different sounds and stuff that were coming straight out of your fingers yeah but i couldn't have done that
2: unless i plugged into your rig i couldn't do that with the other rig right but Cause you it plugged me like, into that shitty guest rig to make me sound well, bad. Well, you
0: didn't come to sound check. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, we So That was my know. punishment. No, I was. I didn't. We just didn't know what you wanted. You had me handicapped there, and I was like, "Oh, dude, for it. that's why I always bring my own rig." <laughs> I, I yeah. never go up and jam and plug into you know the JCM 900 that's from the rental company. I don't oh. do that. I just. Oh yeah, well that it.
0: reminds me because last time I saw you. We were both on the Monsters of Rock No, oh sorry, it was the uh, Rock Legends Cruise. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was fun. you got the you won the weather prize. You're out on the deck in the rain or the wind.
2: It was really windy. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: And you were pl- it sounded so amazing, man. You were just
2: Cuz the was, wind is like an effect. Yeah. You know who ta- You know who told me that? I'm not here to drop a name, but I will. But Billy Gibbons. And so it was after a show and I'd watched him and I was like I go that was That was, I could tell you were channeling. I could tell you were in the zone because I've seen them a ton of times, right? And I saw them in 73 at the Tres Hombres tour, which was the best. Long Beach Arena sold out. First time I ever smoked pot and blew my fucking mind, right? Tres, uh, the Rio Grande amps, louder than hell, just fucking beautiful, fuck. And um, then, you know, I've seen them a bunch, a bunch of times since then. And, you know, they're still great, but they're not like, that you know they weren't tres hombres yeah, great but he was really good that night i mean he played he was in the zone and i and i mentioned that to him and he told me i go what was it I because i've seen you so many times i go this one was just i was at the stage he goes this is the wind that's so interesting it was wind it was out at uh out by the colorado river and uh it was outside at night and and it was uh and, and it would just uh, so the wind to me is like a natural th- phase 90 Oh yeah, it's true. Right, it changes because the it's changing the direction of the where the sound's coming from, so it's kind of coming in and out. So it's doing almost like a a univibe thing. That's true. But you know,
0: if you've ever fine. lived it, yeah, and you or you realize oh the vocals are not hitting the crowd right now. Oh now they are hitting the crowd again.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, but it just does that shifting thing, so it's not so omnipresent and static, you know. And yeah. the same thing like I've got a phase an old phase ninety plugged in here. Well, actually, no, sorry, put it away, but normally have it plugged in right there and that's that's one of my main go-tos like eddie's thing you know use that phase 90 (laughs) or univibe you know the trower thing thing. hendrickson
0: and also something about struggling against adverse conditions makes each note you have to fight a little bit more for it maybe i don't know
2: yeah i don't know about that i don't like fighting notes so Uh, that reminds me not a note
0: fighter it reminds me of what you said though on the boat because then the next night there was a huge jam and like Eric Gales was there and stuff. Oh, that guy. Fuck. And uh, He's insane, And man. it was in like the it was kind of like a little it was like an ice skating arena. It was like a little mini arena inside the boat, no weather. And mm-hmm. I asked you if you were coming down. And you're like, well, like you said, like I don't like ice. this rental amp or random. Yeah, 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 yeah. Random amp. Just gonna plug in yeah. and Eric. To be fair, he brought his own amps. Of course he did. But um, I'm cheater. Now you. Do all kinds of gigs, from festivals to fly dates to tours. But like when you're on a fly date, and you're anyone who knows you knows you love a great tube amp, a great vintage late '60s Marshall, a Variac, all these things. How do you get your sound on a fly date? What I do you my, bring? I bring my gear. You bring everything on a plane. Uh, yeah. What do you bring on a plane? Uh. uh.
2: My favorite 68 50 watt plexi, which is biased to 90 volts, and I bring a variac, a vintage variac, and then I plug in a Kelan or my tube screamer and a phase 90, and I have a delay in a rack what with a tube power amp, a uh, Boss 550. I wasn't I was using those SDE 3000s there. But, uh, um, what's the that.
0: power amp for?
2: Uh, the power amp powers uh, a half half wet half dry signal into a second cabinet so i have a dry cabinet and then a half wet half dry so the
0: plexi is going dry yeah just straight with maybe the phaser in front of it oh yeah anything on
2: the pedal board in front of it yeah Yeah, but no no time-based effects you get your
0: time-based effects out of the other cabinet correct that is a
2: juicy setup it's very nice yeah and i use you know obviously whatever cabinets uh rental cabinets or whatever i I do notice a difference for bottoms yeah 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 I uh, what I prefer actually if I can get them which are hard harder to find out there is the uh, Fender EVH four twelves, because yeah, they yeah. come with the 20 waters and I like those
0: now do you have just have that Marshall and anvil case and even in like a flight case don't yeah, you kind of worry
2: about them I worry, tossing, I worry. It the, tossing it around I've been very 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 lucky that I haven't had a problem I've had problems uh, in the past with other amps but uh, that Plexi has just stood up I mean it's I've been touring with it now for four or five years and I've never had a problem. So, knock on wood, but uh, yeah. I don't have backup. You know? I mean, I've got a rental backup, but I've never had to use it and that would suck. All Thanks.
0: Right. So you have a backup? What kind of amp do you rent for a backup?
2: Oh, just whatever they, I think I think they put a, maybe a reissue Plexi out there or something.
0: All right, cool. So, I would love to hear you just be you for a second. Maybe if I play the... I mean, you've got this great new album, Babylon and um, Lynch Mob. Yeah, bro. What about, what's the song, A Million Miles Away?
2: I've done three records since that record and we're just finishing yeah. up uh, that the third of those records actually today is our last day is in the studio. Is it a Mob record? No, this is Dirty Shirley with oh. Dino um, a little heavier kind of a thing and this is our second uh, Dino record then I did an instrumental record guitar record then I did uh, uh, The End Machine so we've got a third End Machine record coming out with a new singer with Jeff Pilson. and I you know Jeff
0: I have met him because we did a gig with Foreigner last oh, year and in really Wisconsin great. and
2: one
0: of the nicest guys in the business
2: well he is but more importantly I guess you know, I guess being nice is the most important thing well, that's but, <laughs> but you know usually sometimes people use that as a disclaimer as like well, when a person is inadequate in some way well, yeah but he's a nice guy but in uh-huh. his sense he's he's that he's that guy in the band that you that you that you want that's the Swiss army knife yeah he does everything he's like glue he fills in all the spaces you know great at what he does and he's but he's an engineer he's a singer he's a guitar player uh he's uh you know he it, cello keyboard player he's a you know great musician great human being singer great singer songwriter composer you know etcetera, etcetera. peacemaker ah yeah he is that too yeah Takes a lot upon himself to, to do he's that. He's got too, the right?
0: ultimate bass player personality, which is And the he's glue. one of
2: the few guys that has that style of bass, which is so rare, which is the Jimmy Bain thing that to him Jeff and Jimmy and I, I can't think of too many other people that do that. That get that kind of big old P bass through it, S V T, kinda grindy and real groove based. You know, yeah, yeah. it's my favorite kind of bass playing for the kind of music that I do, you know, because yeah, I've, I've played with guys that are amazing, like Pancho Tomaselli and Gabriel Rosales and these guys that are just, yeah. you know, uh, all right. just in monsters, you know, and tap and fretless and Tony Franklin and, uh, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just like, God dang, how do they do that? But it doesn't suit necessarily my kind, the music that I'm writing most of the time. Yeah. as well as what jeff does jeff's the kind of guy that's it is the guy in my head in my when i'm dreaming of my perfect music musical piece in my mind yeah. that's the bass playing i hear you know
0: did he help
2: on the latest lynch mob record or he... no 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 we worked together on the end machine record which end is machine, our third yeah, heavy end,
0: hitters all kinds of stuff
2: we did heavy hitters too that that's already that that came out earlier this that's year what i love
0: oh, you reimagining great cover songs
2: so yeah the uh uh Jeff and I do these, these records, uh, which are super, super fun to do because we don't have to write any songs. We do covers, just all covers. And we you know, we do them our, in our style, obviously. And, and so, but we don't have to think too much. We don't have to put too much energy into the composition. So we just get to kind of change the riffs and make it rock it out a little more or whatever and just have they're super fun and low pressure. And, uh, uh, but each one of these records that we do, uh, you know, we get a different singer. So this this last one that just came out earlier this year, uh, Heavy Hitters Two, uh, features Bernard Fowler. He's the singer from the Rolling Stones. Have you ever heard of the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I've
0: heard of Bernard Fowler too.
2: Not the walking rocks, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> and he but he's the good singer in the Rolling Stones. There's another guy too, but he's white.
0: The that guy has a lot of personality, but I know
2: too The mean. guy the he's white not, guy? Yeah. And he's really short too. That's why they put him in front so he, by perspective wise he looks taller, I think. That's, that's the only reason that. they put him up front, because Bernard Fowler's a much better singer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the other guy's name. He's a good dancer, though, the other guy. Maybe he should just be one of the dancers. Dick Dagger? Yeah, yeah, Dick, ja- Dick Jagger. You're right, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, Richard Jagger. I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so um, well, yeah, let's, let's. Can you turn up a little the volume in the system just to, just a to touch? What does that not do? I go into these rock gods places and they play at like. Oh, negative we're two well, we're dB. tracking
2: here, though. We we play loud. I mean, but uh, yeah. you know, it's just you and me having a comfortable conversation. I want to sit here and get all okay. fucking. It's still early. Make sure I
0: get some level on the. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So uh, what can I play for you? Um, Give me what, what about a, River of Love or something a solo section?
2: Ah yuck! Nah, I don't. Yuck! Know that song. That's the, that song's so dumb. That was like so one of the cute. worst. figure, yeah, I was that payment. That was one of those things you do in the studio, and then you go, God damn! I wish I would have did that again. And I'll get I'll get to it, and then I never did, and the record came out, and then you're stuck with it, you know. Ah,
0: it's beautiful, man.
2: What it is? It's just a Wawa. That's what it is. And it's the guy. I don't like Wawas. The guy behind the Wawa. You know the is story of the Wawa. The pedal. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, do you have one? I've only got well, it's like kind seven of, a of them. Thing that most guitar players. I got. Seven. I have a bass Wawa from Brian Kehoe at Dunlop. He likes those. Those are kind of cool.
2: The white, white, crybaby. Oh shoot! Okay, now I need to check that out. Uh, you know what I have is a is a Clyde Wall. Oh, the so original, yeah. the first one made. Those, those are nice. The the one I have is the one that Clyde got to somebody who gave it to Clapton. Who I have a CD of Clapton playing it for the first time, oh, and he's doing the whatever famous Wawa solo, solo he does on Cream is like the white rum or something. Room. And he's but he's he's just coming up with that idea, and the first time he played it into Wawa, and he's like, "Are you talking it about out.
0: all the way back?" Yeah, and holy, you have the that very, one. Yeah, that's nutty. It's right there in that bag.
2: Yeah. It's I'm broken. As a, it's always broken. Hey, but yeah. yet it's always part of it. your family. It's, it's a little a bit, bit of Eric Clapton air in, air in that bag right there.
0: We'll do a wireless white room.
2: Sundays. Oh shit. Same chord suite from Alabama that right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bucker to make it scream, or even your necessarily your favorite Marshall. You're going through your rhythm guitar amp, as you said.
2: Uh, I get everything back down right now, yeah, just uh, but to, it
0: still has that bite because it's in your fingers.
2: Well, yeah, well.
0: Or the pick, but yeah, say.
2: yeah, yeah. Occasionally, I, I can play a. If I just keep playing long enough, I'm like a monkey uh, in a dark room with blindfolds and a handful of darts. If you given enough time eventually <laughs> hit the bullseye all
0: right no, speaking of I, hitting I, bullseye now
2: you're very self-deprecating but if
0: you don't like river of love or something what is a solo that you really do like what's the first thing that pops in your mind something that you like feel like that sounds like you or something uh, you got you get? the
2: one i did yesterday oh. so to me i never freaking hit the mark i've never hit the bullseye and so that's what keeps me going because i just keep trying you know to hit that bullseye you know and i never get there so what is
0: with the we won yesterday that was not necessarily the bullseye but your current favorites
2: oh man well you know where is uh, it Uh,
0: not on there is it bass on our album? Hey, don't threaten me with a good time.
2: Oh, the sex happens afterwards. (laughs) We want to pull the drums out right here, too. Sales of Sharon. Uh, yeah, pick up a little bit. Of that, a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
0: Thank you for playing that. That's awesome. I really oh, appreciate you yeah, yeah, sharing yeah. that. Uh, you remind me of our, of our roadie in my band. Was like, I asked you what's your favorite song or solo? word. he's like, he says, the last one. As in, yeah. the show's over, get to pack up, get the
2: fuck out of here. Yeah. But we're, yeah his, obviously for different reasons. Your work is over, his just beginning, right? <laughs> no, I mean, like, whenever you do a record, then then you think, oh, fuck, I yeah. finally got it. You know, now it's, yeah. oh, that was pretty cool. I'm pretty, like, shocked and amazed and happy and, you know, I'm all, like, excited, I you know. I'm pacing around the bedroom. My wife is just—you you, know—you can't wind down. I'm telling her all about my my guitar day I had today, and I'm excited. And she's yeah. like, "Whatever." Her eyes roll back in her head. And then, uh, then it comes out, and then it does whatever it does, and nobody gets super excited, and you don't get no awards, and you don't get on the top 250 guitar players poll, which and is then
0: complete then, then.
2: baloney is just designed to get
0: people to talk about that magazine that we shall not name I know. but um mm. but seriously though no there's not one solo in your like 40 albums you've done that
2: well could, there are probably i could probably, fly in right this moment for people listening to i listen Yeah, fly but i don't you know listen we don't listen you know when you do a record i mean you go back do you, do you sit around when you're on your way to to the market do you, do you pop in your cd and listen to yourself we don't listen to our records i mean we when we listen to them is when we're creating them, and that's when it's exciting because you're building something from nothing out of dust, you know, or whatever it comes from, and it's just like, oh, from the ether, and all of a sudden, this thing starts taking form and shape and manifesting. It's this beautiful process of building something of value, you think, yeah. and then, then it's up to the public to determine if, it's, if, if yeah. there's any, if, it, if it has any value. And you know, in later decades, obviously not as much as in earlier decades, so you know things aren't as recognized just because of generational changes and you know who we are and where everything's gone and whatever yeah. and that's fine, you know, but I think I've done my best work in later years, but it's less recognized just because you know we're not selling records like we were in nineteen eighties you know yeah. so people are really hearing it <laughs> i mean I got a core I got a core base, you know of fans, but yeah, and I'm sure they're aware of it hopefully but you worry that you play this stuff and it's just you know goes into the wind like everything eventually does and disappears but and, and but you got to be careful i have to be careful i think in wanting that for the wrong reason and not not for an ego reason i don't want it for an ego reason or i shouldn't want it for an ego reason. i want it because i think uh i'm giving somebody something of value that gives them pleasure you know and and speaks to them about our shared whatever, you know, <laughs> experience of existing, you know, and, and the beautiful things about being alive and being human. And I think that's what music can represent. So, um, and I think I, that's what I feel when I'm playing music or when I'm listening to music is, is it, it's like from my head through my heart to your ear and you understand that. And, and that's, I got to feel that there's probably a body of people out there that, that this music would matter to and that's what pains me is that, like many many artists and in, in other other fields of art, not just music, that have that frustration that they're saying something they feel it matters is important to other people to kind of reinforce, and uh, you know our love of existence and 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 we and and it's hard for us to to cross that barrier, and that's usually due to things that are beyond our control because. Most of most artists that I've met and I work with and I speak for myself as well are not very good with that other side of the coin you know the the, the business side of it and doing what you have to do to succeed yeah so i've play, i've played with people that are very good at that, which is the reason i'm sitting here with you in a beautiful little home studio that I built with lots of guitars and amps and have a comfortable life with my happy family and raised, raised my kids and everything and, and uh, been able to sustain my families over five decades with music. So these people that, uh, that, I, that I mentioned, I don't want to mention their names that I've worked with over the decades who probably were more instrumental in me having some success financial and otherwise in this business than anybody else because they were that other kind of person that could do things I can't do, that can see things that not the way, don't see things the way I see them. I can create, but then I have to leave it there at the doorstep. These kind of people that I'm talking about are the people that are willing to do things that we wouldn't do. They're, they're willing to do the dirty work. In fact, they're not willing to do the dirty work. That's the way they're built. They're willing to lie, cheat and steal. They're driven by ego, they're driven by greed. right? And that works. In this or kind of, you know,
0: at the most positive thing you could just say that some of them are just extremely business-minded and put. Mm. When you put nine out of every ten hours into the guitar, maybe they put one out of every ten hours into their music, and the other.
2: Yeah, these people are. These people aren't musicians <laughs> in yeah. the sense that you and I would respect them in that sense, um, but their talent is using other people's talent and then benefiting off of it. And, 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 you, and, and your first inclination is to hate that person and, and, and not respect that person. But on the other hand, when it benefits you in some kind of backwards, yeah. interesting way, it, it, that's life, the conundrum of life. You know, it's just like, wait a minute. This thing yeah. that, I, that I can't stand, that I'm not willing to do or couldn't even build to do, I couldn't do it. I couldn't behave like yeah. that and treat other people like that. I couldn't. It's not, even if I tried, I'm going to say I'm a great person. I'm just saying maybe I'm the sheep and they're the wolf. Maybe that's the way you're right It yeah. helped
0: you get your art and connect your mm-hmm. heart to the other people who
2: you know mm-hmm. are out so I'm, there am, am I willing to forego a relationship with those kind of people and then sit around and nobody will ever hear the music
0: well it is definitely if that is
2: sense. I don't know if that's uh, mutually exclusive ideas if that, if that's actually the decision you need to make but maybe oh. and I've made that decision you know I, I've, I've worked with the devils and and I, I guess I did struck a bargain with them man that's the bluesiest thing anyone's ever told me <laughs> like actual real yeah. life example yeah yeah I need to change my name to fucking uh, Blind Lemon Lynch yeah
0: right hey. I don't
2: know <laughs> speaking of I mean I
0: guess I have to ask you about vibrato because you've got one of the most juiciest I'm on an acoustic guitar <laughs> like whether it's a heavy metal anthem or a blues jam or something
2: where do you get that ring from well i had a great guitar teacher his name was jim spider kelly and he could have been one of the greats and this is when i was probably i don't know 15 or something and i'd walk to wallach's music city once a week on saturday and get there uh, lakewood uh lakewood california i lived in paramount and i'd walk i'd walk down there and uh, i'd look forward Or i'd ride my bike with my guitar and and i'd look forward to this lesson all week long and I would get there two hours early and I'd wait for my half hour spot and just sit there warm up because I wanted to impress him so much and, and I, he never taught me any theory because I, I, he tried but I, I didn't want to know that I just wanted to watch him play and try to by osmosis pick up anything I could pick up from him and he was like Clapton I mean and this was in the 60s so this was when all that was just coming out and he was that he had his Les Paul his gold top Les Paul sitting there plugged in the little lamp and I'd be sitting right next to him, and it was just the, 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 the maturity of the hands and the, and, the, and the vibrato and the phrasing was just, yeah. oh. It was like Doyle Bramble, early Eric Clapton, all that, ki- those kind of guys with yeah. those hands, you know. And that's what he was.
0: I mean, I know you're not him, but
2: just, Chloe, what would you play? Show me. I don't, I can't play like him. I, I, I know, even to this mean, day, I
0: can't, the, I can't, I can't do spirit. that.
2: The spirit, the spirit. No, I don't, I don't know what to. The... <laughs> So I don't know. It's 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 hard to really say exactly what he was playing. He did teach me, so he showed me a lick though that was actually a bizarre lick that uh, that was pretty crazy, totally useless fucking lick, but like an exercise, you know. So, but and this is in 1968 or something. Yeah, what are you gonna use yeah. that? I've actually put it on records though just because as a yeah. sort of accolade to to, to my oh. old guitar teacher, but
0: see nice. <laughs> your right there, even in that little moment you got that little, little, little vibrato thing.
2: Signature George Lynch well, when I, was young, I couldn't in. do vibrato. Uh I, I, I couldn't do uh what do you call that? Like vertical vibrato so i'd do it this way just to kind of get the effect so i was trying to get that effect i'd listen to hendrix and stuff and i'd be going like how does he do that you'd be going left to right on the string yeah yeah this
0: is cool too.
2: it's a different thing and then uh as i got older i started doing the the, the kind of restrained vibrato so it'd be like You know, you hold it first, it's static first, and then you... So I practice with going, you know, down. And then controlling, you know, the the distance. Microtonal stuff, you know, quarter steps, implied, you know, all that kind of stuff. Bending up to the note from underneath. From back, you know, back... The fret.
0: I would, I would never push this guitar string over the fret intentionally. You're not
2: supposed to do that, yeah, right. right? You just made it sound good. Oh, I was just breaking rules, dude. That's what I did. That's cheating. Oh. You must be cold. Yes. I'm Jude. Nice oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'll sorry.
0: This
2: is okay, the uh, right? No. Where's my lead tone in here? I couldn't find that. <laughs> You're on it. No, that's not it. It's oh, not oh. the same. It's because no. you're uh, a... Bit passionate from, uh, Too 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 birds, huh?
0: having a flashback of when when you were playing on the boat out in the wind I think you kind of maybe started off your set kind of like this just kind of holding us around just holding doing like a yeah. little spontaneous George etude
2: that's a good way to warm up you know I think get, yeah. get a, a tune to the stage is always I think important yeah a lot of times instead of walking up cold
0: which I, can sometimes work but I think I saw the Grateful Dead once and anybody who knows anything about them that's what they do or that's what they did they go up and they just kind of noodle for about Mm. seven minutes Mm. just kind of turning their knobs a little bit and I thought that was so cool it's exactly what you're talking about
2: yeah so to where you you, you're not uh, your ears tune and kind of rewire your brain rewires to the room you know yeah and then you're now that's a transparent thing that you don't have to be concerned about or distracted by um Unless you got a really friendly room, you know, which is great, which doesn't always happen, but... But, you know, it's kind of hard to just hit the
0: ground and sprinting at top speed. It's good to warm up.
2: Yeah, and then you also don't know, like, uh, what your support system's going to be like. The, you know, for instance, the monitoring system, which is, to me, monitors generally are not guitar-tone friendly because they're not designed for that. You know, they're horns and drivers and all Cold these spectrum. things. Yeah, it's not, like, warm... That's not going to be what your Marshall metal-handled basket-weave cabinet's doing. Right. But, I mean, you could make monitors like that. Oh, yeah, people have. Yeah. Mike Mars, Eddie Van Halen, other people I've seen use those where they have specific monitors built like Marshall cabinets with selection speakers in them out of Finland Birch, and that's all they put in there is their guitar. So they basically have smaller versions of their 412 cabinets scattered around the stage. Well, we can't do that with fly dates, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be hard to fit in the overhead bin, I think. Tricky. But, yeah. yeah. But so I, there, there's always this, this dance I do, you know, live of, like, and, uh, of, of finding that where I can get as close to what my rig is doing everywhere, you know, on stage. And it's hard and still be able to hear yourself. And I just basically do it with just body placement, you know, now at this point. Oh, yeah. So I find my sweet spots just naturally on stage. You I'm know. with you. you can,
0: I, I often, like we use, we're dinosaurs and we use wedges. Yeah, no ears. Get it kind of loud, but you never really want to stand right in front of it. Kind of find the sweet spot nearby it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Side fills too. Yeah, well, when well, we get them, I mean, we're, we 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 don't we don't carry our own PA system, oh, obviously. Well, so yeah, but yeah, but we I mean, we asked for them, but we're. lot of times not the headliner so we sometimes are restricted and not able to use this they they don't allow us to use the side fills that's messed up i know that's chicken shit right that's the sandbagging sandbagging days have not gone away completely unfortunately well that sucks yeah i told you we
0: played with deep purple all over europe and that was a very nice thing and those guys were so cool amazing musicians they don't use any wedges or in-ears they just have side fills that's all they use oh
2: and of course they let us use that
0: too but um
2: that's other. interesting.
0: Ian Pace on the drums, of course, he had a really fat monitor system. behind you know, so yeah, his but, own yeah, But thing. the rest of the band, yeah. Like,
2: that's on, that's incredible. Ian Dillon, just, uh, I kind of like, I actually, I never even thought about that, that as, a, as an option, but that's fascinating. Take away all these floor monitors. I'm going to yeah. say that next gig.
0: Yeah, you're not on ears, you're not on floor monitors. I don't monitors. know how the
2: other guys are going to feel about that, though. And like well, the singer.
0: Well, they get their balance. Uh, he loves it. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's
2: more natural sounding and you can hear the room.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know
2: what? And did they sound good? Deep Purple?
0: I don't know, I've never seen Deep Purple. Amazing. I'm telling you, Don Airy made me cry every night with his keyboard solo. And he'd make you cry too. That
2: thing we were
0: just talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, Heart connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No joke.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, But shouldn't they get that guitar player back though with the big top hat and uh, it's all like a... Blackmore about? Yeah, right. Blackmore. Guy. He was pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, now they have a uh, Steve Morse is uh, basically gone because he's yeah because
2: his hand thing.
0: No, he's taking care of his wife or you know helping her deal hmm. with some chemo stuff. But this new guy, Simon McBride, is really great. I think you'd like him.
2: I I, I I'm like old school. I just want my deep purple with Blackmore.
0: I know, man. That's you that's know. sound right? I know what you're talking about. Plus, it's Blackmore. It's Blackmore. You can't have
2: man. deep purple without Blackmore. I, I you know, know who I, I thought would have been like my second choice, which I thought was would have been pretty obvious, was Inve. Well, yeah,
0: I think because he's a Blackmore time,
2: you know, just sped yeah, up
0: time yeah. I, and I love Ingve too. He's got that got some been a tone. Good, that got some been tone. A good thing. Got that strat through the uh, plexi sound. Oof. One thing I've noticed about a lot of you know. Hard rock players who've been doing this a long time. Sometimes there's distortion gets really saturated as they get older, the more it's thicker and really? less clarity. Huh. Not you. You have it's still very, it's very clear. Still got a little bit of that. I don't know. It rings like a bell still. Take back my
2: Like a bell yeah. You know what I'm
0: talking about like, it's Well not, not like-
2: still I think I've gotten not- More like that Because when we used To sit around Jeff and I Especially we'd sit around Doc and we'd And we'd listen To all these great records That we wanted to emulate And we we loved the guitar tone I mean let's say ACDC let's say Or something And we'd like, and, and 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 we couldn't get that It was so elusive It was hard to get I don't know why It sounds like It would be easy to get It just yeah. sounds like You know, just take A good guitar With a PAF in it And plug it into A good old Old Marshall And there you go but yeah. we could never get that sound and so what I ended up doing in the 80s was just I th- process the shit out of it and I put everything else everything but the kitchen sink on there I'd be in the studio I'd be like everything in the rack you know yeah. I, want, I want the uh, you know put the the lexicon and put the this thing and put that thing and do everything you can on the board and just put everything on there and and it ended up being pretty cool oh yeah cool. harmonizer 101 on one side 99 on the other you know yeah. all the all those things all those tricks and then uh and then uh, it'd be very very processed and be very very gainy and i had my ds1 on all the time uh and uh and they were modded marshals uh, metal marshals not plexis back then so you know early 70s Metal
0: Marshalls, 800s? What do you mean? No, no, no. Uh, the metal 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 metal, the face. metal
2: metal face plates, meaning yeah. it wasn't Plexis, it, it wasn't was 71, plexis. 72, 73, 74. Yeah. Um, so gainier than Plexis. And then I'd have modified. So I would Frank Levi and Caswell mods or whatever. And uh, so there'd be multiple stages of gain cascading into each other and the DS1 in front of it, plus all this processing. So there was a lot going on. So really, you never really heard the guitar. Amp, you know, there was so much stuff on it, you know, uh, in those Docking records. So um, uh, even and, so, you still the the ringing, the Chuck
0: Berry like a ringing a bell. Still,
2: well, now through. more so than then. So we we Jeff and I have been okay. s- still trying to we're still chasing this dragon, you know, for you know 40 years and he has a he lives close to me and he was just up the street and we work together frequently and he has a, a nicer studio than I do and he has like all the real mic priests you know like I have IPIs but he's got the vintage APIs I've got you know a version of Neves he's got the real every kind of old vintage Neve and the mics and he has every guitar every bass every amp everything so he has a guitarist dream studio so I go there frequently and we this? work there oh uh, no <laughs> I've got my signal path kind of figured out, but his his thing is pretty great. So it's like a kid in a candy store. So we've gotten better at getting that that sound and I've gotten better at it. And uh, in capturing that, uh, more like, as you said, backed off bell-like quality. One of the things that was instructive to me was when I heard a story about, uh, well, we toured with ACDC. We did a whole European tour one year and- uh, What year is that flick of the uh, switch? Kind of like uh, 80s? Yeah, it was 80s, I don't remember what year but it was an extensive tour and i remember sitting there talking to those guys and they were and uh, uh angus would uh we're having breakfast and, and he was i said to, uh you know of course i had to i had to ask you know i don't want to be that guy but you know he's right there you know and uh I was like you know it's like asking you know somebody you know how do you get your ideas you don't want to ask those stupid obvious you know questions but how do you you know how do you get it? So he said basically his brother is in charge of the studio, and I'm sure you've heard this. And he 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 gets he pu- plugs him into the plexi, plugs Angus's amp into the plexi, and he goes he goes how's that? You know he puts on four or five, and he goes oh yeah that's pretty good get a little more gain, and then he turns it backs it off. So he makes him reach for it, reach for it, reach yeah. for it, and then the thing when they double it, it just because it's clean, yeah, the doubling is expansive, you know, uh, geometrically expansive, you know what I mean? Versus when you're super overdriven and you stack it the it's the the inverse of that you know it does oh. does the opposite thing it gets more focused and just you know ever. thicker but not bigger so uh i, I was very instructive so uh, that's what i do now or try to do now is like i i play when i play through my plexi i i kind of i'm so used to diming marshals my whole life that it's it's almost um counterintuitive to do anything but keep it on 10 right but i've been the last couple of years kind of running it down to six at seven and or eight you know that's cool if you're
1: going to buy
0: an amp right now what's the that's brand new for those of us who can't get an unobtainium vintage marshall what, what do you recommend that can get you close new amps yeah
2: oh shit some. friedman or i don't know I'm uh, friedmans are great uh i haven't tried them all you know it's hard to keep up with everything that's out there Soldano, you know know, I'm that guy that reads all the guitar magazines. Every, you know, I get them at at my house and I just sit there and pour them cover to cover, and every piece of gear, and then I look them up and everything. But you can't buy and try everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's tons of stuff out there, but I've just kind of fallen behind, and because I think I got to the point where I just kind of have what I what I like and what I need. In fact, all this stuff on the wall is wallpaper. I don't actually (laughs) use very much of it. We're looking at about 25 guitars here. Yeah, and I got stuff there, and I got stuff in the other room, and I got stuff in storage, and then I've got these amps, and I've got more amps in, in the other room. And it's like really, we never we never plug them in. We sit here and we work, we're doing albums.
0: If you sell one of those pieces, you're going to want it tomorrow. Oh, yeah.
2: Where's that parking no, lot? I, oh. I love them. I love what they are and what they represent, but <laughs> I should be using them. And especially, I mean, when, when would be the time that you would, the one time you would really need to use any of this stuff? When you're doing a record, right? it was like we're doing a record we need a certain sound so plug whatever in you know plug the basement in plug get a different but we never do because we're working so fast you know you're crushing it no but I mean it's kind of like uh, maybe I shouldn't maybe I should sell them I don't know maybe I should sell them to you um, I can put you on the payment plan I have easy uh, payment plan do you have any money on you right now I got 40 bucks to deposited. 40 deposit. bucks? Well, that's not good. I have, no, I have one of those battery amps over there. Lay away. The, like the, no, it's the first. Black Star flies. <laughs> yeah. I, for 40 bucks, you don't get the adapter, though. You got to buy your own adapter um, and your own batteries. I just got to ask you,
0: You mean, you are so prolific and just driven. Like, what keeps you, what, how did, what are you going for here? You just put out I'm more I'm still records.
2: poor. I'm not a millionaire.
0: <laughs> You're a thousandaire
2: i am i don't like to brag about it but you know you brought it up
0: yeah but no i mean but I, I was a
2: hundred air so it's an improvement yeah, i'm a hundred well you, you now you're bragging until i
0: buy that amp from you over there
2: <laughs> now you are yeah, yeah, that's gonna okay. cost.
0: so but seriously you can't uh, like what keeps you going like i well, mean no, there's
2: two sides there's the practical kind of side of you know it is what I, i'm a working musician is what i do for a living you know yeah. i'm not living in a crystal mansion with a heliport in malibu i'm i live in a you know kind of just an average home and lead a sort of pretty, pretty average pretty, normal life and pretty nice
0: for anyone who's not been here oh it's dope. unbelievable it's dope yeah i top built it myself
2: by the way top of the hill, top that. of the hill it's all made out of guitars <laughs> it's like a house that the guitars built but no I, I i uh you know i'm still hungry yeah. i think that's important you know
0: i think that comes through in your playing i think that's really what it is yeah, yeah trying yeah. to figure out where it comes from but like when i watch you there's danger and you can take a solo like you're improvising it's not just Something you've practiced ahead oh, of time. Oh, you're defining... Like you're, you're going for it.
2: Yeah, you're defining yourself in that moment. You know, solos are... Um, live for the lead, you know? Yeah, matters. yeah Yeah, man. Oh, did to give me a spoon? Hey, hey hate you. hate that when you go someplace you get something to go and they don't give you what you want and you don't find it until you get home and then you're all disappointed? Yeah, and then I some... I ordered the
0: blueberry oatmeal with the blueberries and yeah, them my fucking blueberries. some guy from Guitar Player Magazine comes and, like, delays you by an hour and you're oatmeal's not even bigger, cold i mean not even warm <laughs> <laughs> no hey. that's fine the tar is thick